Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Forward. It's the one move we're all ready to take. And at the Audi Moving Forward sales event, we're ready to help you on that journey. All Audi dealerships are now open. With tailored solutions to suit your individual needs, like the Audi A6 Saloon, with PCP finance from only €499 Euro per month. Now is the time to make an appointment. Now is the time to start moving forward. Audi. Vorsprung Duck Technik. Terms and conditions apply. I want to talk to somebody in charge. You are not fooling anybody when you say that what happened was a natural disaster. You're lying. It was not an earthquake. It wasn't a typhoon. Because what's really happening is that you're hiding something out there. Welcome to Second Take Podcast review of Godzilla, starring... Aaron Taylor Johnson, Ken Watanabe, Brian Cranston, and Elizabeth Olsen. Written by Max Borenstein, Dave Callahan, Shiro Honda, Takiyo Murata, and Shigeru Kayama. And directed by Gareth Edwards. And it is going to send us back to the Stone Age! In 1954, we awakened something. Well, there's nuclear tests in the Pacific. Not tests. They were trying to kill it. You have no idea what's coming.
I legitimately thought my quote was going to be in that and I was terrified the entire time. Let them fight. And I'm Sebastian. It's not the end of the world. I'm Andy Schossler. I guess we're monster hunters now. And I'm Alex. And welcome to our review of 2014's Godzilla. Yep. I was... I'm so happy you didn't go racist with that. <laughs> oh, it was my first My first instinct was to, in fact, go racist, but I decided last second not to. Good. I know you guys don't watch trailers, but the trailer, one of the, the final trailer for Godzilla King of Monsters, the one we're watching in a couple of weeks, just came out. Uh-huh. And there's actually a line in the trailer where one guy goes, oh my God, and another guy then says, Zilla. And it's uh. hilarious. And I'm very happy. Mm. And I'm calling it now. That's my quote. Um, <laughs> I love trailers. I love seeing trailers. I just don't get to the pictures as much as I used to. Oh, don't you watch them like on YouTube or anything though? No, I don't specifically target trailers. Yeah, interesting. Why would you? Uh, Why I not? do for certain things. Yeah. But yeah, just to see well, what I it looks like. Like I wanted to see what the new Joker film's looking like. I guess it's the- looking like, it's interesting <laughs> is what it's looking like. Well, I guess corporate Hollywood has not had its claws in me to the extent that I go out and search for ways to... Spend my money on films <laughs> to watch their marketing yeah, content. That's right, and be and be manipulated and brainwashed. But did you guys see this film when it came out? Uh-huh. Did you did you no. buy into the marketing when this first was released? I went to the pictures. Yeah, I was uh, invited along to mm. not not just you know to to go in a in a group. It's not something I would have gone to on my own. I don't really care for monster movies very much. Well, you're wrong. Um, everything you've said is incorrect. Um, I did go out and see this movie as well at the cinemas <laughs> and I actively do go out for monster movies. I love Godzilla. They're all the same. Yeah, they are. There's 30 movies in the Godzilla franchise. Not Obviously not. We'll talk yeah, about whether or not they're linked to this one or not. All the but same. Yes. It's the and they're same all incredible. I, I tried to avoid this for as long as I could. Why? Because I don't care. Oh, I just don't care. Really? I don't care at all. See, okay, <laughs> I, I grew up watching the Japanese monster movies with my father. Okay. Specifically, he was really into Gamera, the turtle. And that's some silly nonsense because that turtle would like bring his arms into his shell and shoot fire out of the holes and stuff and spin around and fly through Tokyo. And hear people. So that sounds... Awesome. Oh, it is incredible. <laughs> like when you look, when you look at like a realistic quote movie like this one, you're like, "How would that work?" I think that's the trouble. I think it's not kitschy enough. Mm. Oh no, I agree, and I think we'll talk more next week when we do Kong. Oh, sorry, no, whatever week we're doing Kong Skull Island in. I think they got it right in there. Mm. I think they matched the tone with the subject matter perfectly in that one. This one is takes itself far too seriously. It's a very serious time for very yeah. serious people, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, There's something about 2014 where people just didn't want to. Didn't want to take a chance, didn't want to <laughs> have a laugh. But I remember the marketing for this movie was really good from memory. I remember like the trailer, you know, we obviously we just listened to the trailers, that part where all the um, the Marines are jumping from the plane, the, the little red flares going and you see them all fall through the fog yeah. and then you get the lightning flashes and you see like Godzilla's shape and stuff. Looking really, really cool. And especially considering the West's last attempt on Godzilla was... You know, Matthew Broderick, we need more fish or whatever. The That's fuck a lot of is. fish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I. So mm. the West yeah, is that, that one went too far in the other extreme of not taking itself seriously enough. Yeah. Well, I want to talk a little bit around the controversy of the Godzilla character. Oh, both from the Broderick film and in this film. But I guess I should save that for trivia in theory. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's, Let's power on ahead into the land of trivia aboard the train of knowledge. Riddle me this, riddle me that. 
Who's afraid of the big black bat? Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. It is Wednesday, my dudes. always good why do we hurt our audiences like this i need them to earn the rest of our quality content <laughs> uh, we're trying to weed out the weaker audience members so we have the strongest fan base known to the podcast history that makes perfect sense in your mind i'm sure yeah, i just figure when all the podcast fan bases go to a war i want the <laughs> toughest bunch if you're if you're listening to this you are strong um yes yeah, so a bit of controversy between last godzilla and this godzilla um Was it 16 years apart uh, or so thereabouts, isn't it? Yeah, almost a generation. Was it for something like yeah, yeah. very late nineties? John Star, let me know. Um, <laughs> yeah, so people were a bit up in arms over the the Matthew Broderick film for a couple of reasons. Hey, that's a bad movie. Stop doing that. B now Godzilla's a lady, and apparently that's not allowed. Yeah, and the whole there was an issue with the size of Godzilla in that movie, not tall enough. Blah blah. Oh, blah. really? Yeah. And this movie, everyone's like, wow, that's a really fat Godzilla. <laughs> Everyone was like, it's too chunky. You've made it, like, like why is there so much girth to this lizard? <laughs> was the issue. People are like, there was a whole thing of like, are people weight shaming this lizard? <laughs> and yeah, it's just interesting. I will say though, yeah, this Godzilla is a bit, they, they went for the whole iguana look and iguanas obviously have a lot of um, loose skin on them. So they have like that big sort of look to them. Whereas when you look at the more traditional Japanese model of Godzilla, it's a lean fighting lizard, you know? <laughs> but yeah, it was just funny seeing the people like, that's that lizard is too fat. <laughs> You're like, really? Well, what could satisfy Godzilla's appetite? Listen. He'd, he'd have to, you know, find, you know, a, a whale or some sort of, you know, extraordinarily sized elephant or, or, or a herd of elephant to, you know, even, even get close to satisfying his hunger. Yeah, and he, of course you'd want to... Well, yeah, but you want to gorge on it. Mm. You know, there's not that much radiation on the on the planet. There used to be. <laughs> Apparently, in this oh, movie, the there 50s. used to be. <laughs> um, I will say though, from what I've understood from this, the, from the from the the darker parts of the Godzilla fan base, their perfect representation of Godzilla would be like a taller, skinnier lizard, but somehow with giant human breasts. And I think that would be right. like the right middle ground for what they're after. <laughs> but this is what they got instead. And oh no, they were not happy. <laughs> well, criticisms aside, uh, the movie did make quite a bit of money. Mm. Off a budget of $160 million, the worldwide gross was 529 That's pretty good. It's yeah. fantastic. That was a big winner. For Warner Brothers, Universal, who made this um, one? Isn't, isn't it Legendary? Or legendary. It might not go. be. I will, I will look that up, actually. But yeah, that anyway. seems to ring I a bell. Think, I think Warner Brothers is attached to it. But, oh, okay, okay. Very successful. In fact, um, it was so successful after its premiere, two days after the premiere date, two sequels were greenlit. That's how, you know, that's how popular the, the studio thought this whole franchise was going to be. Well, and with the, with the coming Godzilla vs. Kong films... 2020. Uh, 2020. <clears throat> A, no surprise. Yeah. Um, well, opening weekend was $93 million. 93 on the weekend? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's it was Legendary Pictures. Legendary. I, got, I got a movie fact right. <laughs> was it Warner Brothers as well, though? Let me find out about <laughs> that. I just saw Legendary and then I closed it, so bear with me. Ugh. Yeah, distributed by Warner Brothers, yeah. produced by Legendary. So there we're both go. right. Look at us. Yeah, we <laughs> oh, except for Andrew, who was incorrect with Universal. <laughs> Very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so big movie with big lizard. Good times, right? The producers spared no expense. For the San Francisco bridge scene, 
they made a 1 to 22 scale replica of the Golden Gate Bridge. Mm. That's 120 metres of bridge for a film. It's pretty big. It's a legitimate length bridge just for filming purposes. God, there's so much money in Hollywood, isn't it? Isn't it crazy? But clearly yeah. they, they rake it in as well. It's all, it's all yeah. done for that. Yeah. The sound designers, in an effort to gauge um, the magnitude of Godzilla's roar, set up a 6 by 4 meter speaker array producing 100,000 watts of sound in order to, in order to get a sense. Just, just a sense. They didn't record it. They didn't use that for any other purpose than, oh, God, that's pretty loud. Right, there we go. We can pack those speakers away now. <laughs> I guess they wanted to see how, like, the force of that sound, maybe, just to get an idea for any roars. Would it be realistic for all this, like, stuff to blow in the wind sort of thing? I mean, yeah. I would have just done it anyway, but it's, I guess it's kind of <laughs> impressive to stand there and get, like, having a sense of scale for something that's never going to really be in front of you until you've, you know, created it and put it in could be helpful. And getting that sort of but at the same time, volume to it. nobody really interacts with Godzilla, so you don't really need to do that. Like, that's just sh- a... Shoot it. Yeah, shoot at it, but nobody, you know, like talks to Godzilla and go, "Oh, can you can you keep it quiet a little bit?" I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> so, but you guys don't have a history with like the original films at all, nothing like that. No. Okay. Well, Other than knowing them, you know, they being exist. memed through the Simpsons and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's common knowledge, but they were kind of started as like a reactionary effect in Japan um, due to the effects of Hiroshima there, of like the threat of like nuclear terror in this case. Right. And for the first couple of films, it kind of really heavily leans into that. And then after, you know, I was like film three, I want to say, because okay, legitimately this is like film 30 something. Like in the, in the if you include all the Japanese produced yeah. Godzilla films. Um, yeah. Then they eventually leaned into like the whole, oh, it's actually just a lot more fun to, because Godzilla was kind of the villain of the first couple. Like it's this huge, horrible force of nature that's there and it's destroying and it's, shockingly very similar to a nuclear bomb in this case, yep. <laughs> but then people realise, oh, it's actually really fun to see Godzilla punching another monster. And Godzilla kind of s- transitioned into the hero of the franchise. Okay. And that's kind of from there now we have, like even this Godzilla, Ken Watanabe's character really is like, oh, he's just, you know, he's the guardian of the planet effectively. He's yeah, just- he keeps nature in balance. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's there. It's Yes, it's a gigantic lizard, but he's not here to kill us. He's here to keep everything else from killing us. You know, Never mind the-, the billions of dollars of skyscraper destruction he's left in his wake. Yeah. He's just doing it you know, to help us, guys. Hey, Godzilla, could you please sign the Sokovia Records and yeah, help us out that way? Um, but yeah, just interesting seeing the segue just within Japanese culture itself going from destruction, destruction to hero. And yeah, it's... I huge affinity with this franchise and all of like the sub franchises from there. We got in the new movie, um, Mothra was going to be in there, which is generally seen as a hero as well. The giant moth kaiju. So I'm mm. curious what Mothra's role is going to be in the new one as well, whether they're going to transition them back into a villain or not, because much like Gamera who started off from that franchise and then got their own series as a, as like the hero monster. I'm just kind of, yeah, <laughs> curious what they're going to do, but they made up the, the villains for this movie, for this movie, the, um, okay. the Mudos, the, <clears throat> Oh, what kind of insect would you relay them to? I'm trying to think. I thought it was a moth. No, they, they it was w- a flying thing with you know these hooks for hands. Oh, that's why it could be more like prey mantisy sort of thing. Yeah. But only the male Maybe. flew. Oh, there you go. And they're more yeah. stick insecty. I thought with like their long body shapes rather than like Mothra mm. is. In, if you watch the trailer for King of Monsters, Mothra is like it's it's a it's a moth. Like it's well, a giant it some bulbous sort of, sort of bat insect hybrid. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were made up. Yeah, they were original creations for this film. They weren't pulled. Right. They weren't pulled from another. A movie like the next series we're going to be seeing is? Well, for a two-hour film about Godzilla, 
Care to guess how much screen time was dedicated to Godzilla? Legit. 15 minutes. I was going to say half an hour, but I have not researched that. 11 minutes. Fuck me. He is on screen for 11 minutes. Do we know? Do we have a total runtime at all for the other two as well? To know like what the title kaiju count would be? Because oh. <laughs> no, that's uh, It'll probably be surprisingly low as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, that's what a twelfth of the film. Yeah. 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 And I will say in advance, what a pity that the marketing was so. I understand why they did it, but why the marketing was so heavily focused on Brian Cranston. Oh. And for him to disappear by the end of the first act. We will talk about that. Yeah. Like, I just want to give groundwork because, once again, we're talking about a movie from, what, five years ago, and the mark- this is like peak Breaking Bad territory, yeah. and the marketing, every ad, Brian Cranston, Brian Cranston, Brian yeah. Cranston, Brian Cranston. He legitimately is in it. That is true. Yeah, and and he's in, he's in a good, what, 40 minutes of it, maybe? Half an hour, 45 And it's a minutes? good 40 minutes. It is. It's just, yeah, we'll talk about Let's it. Let's not spoil it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. What is, get through this so we can get, get through my trivia. I want to hear it. Ugh, trivia. More trivia. Yeah, it was uh, so released in 2014, 60 yes. years after the first one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that was They actually pushed anyone, it back from, from memory. There was, um, there was a project in the plan for the 50th, but it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, it was because of the unsuccess of the 1998 well, version. I, th- I think the rights... Were they back in Japan by then? No, don't quote me on that one. But there was right. some some issue and they didn't get it done in time. So then they waited because they wanted it to align with one of the anniversaries, but they missed the 50 year. Or maybe, maybe I've got to double check, maybe the 50 year fell on a Japanese one because Japan got it back after the, 90, the 1999 one, right. the, the America one. They got it back and they did some. Really? I thought Godzilla was one of those public domain things where nobody owned no. the rights to Godzilla. It was just one of those ideas that had been... No, no, there's... Parodied and memed everywhere. It was just an idea. No, those rights are owned by a Japanese company and they distribute them to... to You know, like vampires. Nobody owns vampires. But, you know, specific vampire properties are owned by companies, but the idea of a vampire is not owned by anybody. Can I go off topic for a second? Yeah, interesting copyright stuff. So, the Eiffel Tower. So, okay, buildings, it turns out, photo-wise, depending on the laws of the country, they're generally seen as public domain when it comes to photographs of them because they're in the public eye. France has a different law in that regard. Of course they do. Buildings have to have been in the public eye for a certain amount of time to fall under public domain when it comes for photographic use. Interesting thing, Eiffel Tower has been there for the amount of time that it is in that public use period for. So you can freely take and distribute photos of the Eiffel Tower. But not at night. Not at night. Because it hasn't had the lights for as long and the lights, the lit up version of the Eiffel Tower, doesn't fall under public domain. So even when you go to things like... um, is it Shutterstock? Like um, for, um, what's the word of stock footage? It's very rare to get a photo of the Eiffel Tower at night lit up because it's Seriously? not public domain. How about that? Yeah. So very off topic. I just, it yeah, just rem- reminded me it was a very interesting thing that in France you can't legally take a photo of it at night. Weird. Anyway, you probably had more trivia Still than that. Still trivial. <laughs> You're welcome. Um... No, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say there was a movie, I've got to double check the name of it, a Godzilla movie that came out in Japan after the 1999 one, in which it's like Godzilla Final something. I'll get the name when we play the next segment role, but um, Godzilla goes on like a gauntlet rampage, taking down all these different monsters from his past effectively. Like he takes down Mecha Godzilla, King Ghidorah, this, that, blah, 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 in like quick succession. And one of the ones he takes down and kills is the... It's not called it, 
but it's the same Godzilla model used from the Matthew Broderick film. Right. right. And it's like noticeably smaller, <laughs> the wrong shape. <laughs> and, and there's like some comment about it being like an inferior version of Godzilla. It's got a cigar <laughs> in its hand. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all Groucho Marx. And, hey, hey. <laughs> it lasts about 20 seconds right. and then it's destroyed by the real Godzilla, which I was like, oh, that's cute. Um, well, I'll find the movie name for those that are interested in the in the role of the music. What's next? What do we do next? Movie smoothies. Babies. Hasta la vista, baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Godzilla Final Wars was the name of the movie I was talking about, 2004. So yeah, five years after the Matthew Broderick one or so. Good. But it's not a so great the, film. It the just has a year anniversary. What did it mean? Yeah, it must have been then. Yeah, so it must have been the States didn't get it for that then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, interesting. Well, I solved that problem. That's exciting. Have you solved the problem of your movie babies? No. <laughs> I'm researching now. I've got my two. Please. Pacific Rim and Deep Impact. Okay, yeah. I can see that. For like world destructive and... I, I went with a disaster movie as well. So mine... The, uh, was it the disaster movie? No, no Good. Not, not the disaster movie. That's a not disastrous disaster. movie, but it's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I went with uh, Jaws and 2012. Jaws because, um, j- just like this one, it changes tone halfway through the film. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Jaws as well is one film at, at the start and halfway through it becomes this hunting expedition and that's exactly what, what happens here. And in fact, they're also hunting something that's large and mysterious and never before seen, mm. never before known. See, I was thinking... And 2012, just because everything ends oh, yeah. up being so epic and, you know, the music and mm. the visuals and the CG... Well, I'm at War of the Worlds for, yeah, for tone yeah. and especially with that big focus on the military towards the end. Yeah, so that's probably a better one. But I was... Because I had Jaws in mind too, but I was struggling because I, I, I tipped my tongue this entire week. There was another film I saw where it was starring some, like, monster and they, I think for budgetary reasons, barely featured it and I just Pacific still Rim. Pacific Rim they were in quite a bit though towards the end there's heaps and there's such a variety of them right. the, the, I, I'm trying to think of this one I can't remember what it is though so I'm going to go with Jaws by default but if I remember it halfway through I'm going to scream the name of this movie because there was another one where they just did not show this monster and the entire time you're like you know, where is it it's yeah, I can't, I can't think of it. I mean, I'm going to say Bird Box. Fuck it. Well, that's not correct. <laughs> that's, that's not the answer that I have. That's not what I have in mind. Because you never see the thing in Bird Box. <laughs> that's, that's the point. No, but I'm, there's another movie I, I just can't remember where they just, they hold off on it so much. Right. But maybe I'm just thinking about how annoyed I was in 2014. Maybe. You know, but that's, yeah, I think yeah, All fair. the Worlds was a good pull. Well, you know what was around in 2014? Tweets. I mean, yes. Today, I'm going to read it to you. Got any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. Unicorns. Cloverfield. Cloverfield's the movie I'm talking about. Well, there you go, of course. Well, you don't see the monster for freaking two-thirds of the movie in that. There is no monster. In Cloverfield? Yeah. What was the big monster that ate the, the guys? monster is in our hearts. Oh, so. yeah. It's a metaphor. 
That it's was man. That was the one where like the entire time through the movie, you see like its tail and you get one shot of them. I think Cloverfield's actually worse than this movie in that regard. Cause at least in this movie, once you see Godzilla, you see him do Godzilla things. But Cloverfield was like- Yeah, he lights up and breathes fire and- ugh. It's not fire. It's uh, atomic breath. Oh, fine. Looked like electricity. <laughs> yeah. It's because of all the- And he shoots lightning bolts out of his eyes and thunderbolts out of his ass. Yeah, because it's Godzilla. <laughs> and he can levitate and he can hold his breath for infinity. And yes, it's then Godzilla. He can, and he can again. fly and then he goes to space and he- Fights Jesus. He, he defeats the black hole. <laughs> that was my tweet. All of that was my tweet. Oh, okay. Yep. Mine, uh, um, strap yourself in. <clears throat> A giant monster fights another giant monster and humans get in the way. That's really similar. That's perfect. Yeah. That's really similar to mine. Uh, three monsters have a huge fight, or at least that's what the protagonist told me they did. <laughs> yeah. Only the Americans could get away with calling an aborted nuclear detonation an apology. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Come on, for half the movie, they're trying to kill the damn thing. And then yeah. they're like, oh no, it's a savior. Oh, aren't we heroes for not killing it? They did well by not killing Godzilla. I will say that is correct. <laughs> yeah, they take credit for that. Um, <laughs> I know there's more bad than good. Did you guys want to start with the bad and end on a positive note or start with the good and end this movie like it deserves? That's the right okay, way around. So we'll move yeah. to the good. Go ahead. Make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy. Okay, this is important. Okay. Godzilla is really good when you can see him. Like when you yeah. see Godzilla fight, it is awesome. It looks great. It's really well shot. Like it just, yeah. it feels real, surprisingly, considering what we're seeing. Um, the Mudos themselves come across as horrific. Like they're scary monsters. They were yeah, very true. well done. Mm. The, the visuals are done very well. The yeah. downside is- It's just a shame is, yeah. that none of it means anything. Or that we get, these are great 11 minutes of visuals in a two and a half hour film. Like that's the- yeah. Yep, this was an hour and a half movie, which I know it never could have been. At least the ratio would have felt better. It's yeah. two hours, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, it felt like five. <laughs> it yeah. feels a lot longer than it is. I'm pretty but, sure it was closer to two hours. And Brian, Brian Cranston and the whole story that, that he was a part of is fantastic. Yeah, I love this movie up until the point where he dies. Because that was surprising. I thought that he was just going to be sort of in a, in a coma or, or away for it. That was going to be the motivation for... Um, what's his name? Ford, to uh, yeah. to carry out his things. But no, he dies. The story completely changes. It's almost as if you could have, and you know, that could have been a film in itself as a sort of prelude to to Godzilla. When he dies, and like the helicopter takes off, it's just kind of like bye, Brian Cranston. Like you just like you literally see him leave the movie, in and that it's scene. A, like, and it's a completely new movie from that, an hour and twenty long uh, movie from that point. I'm gonna say something. I hope isn't as controversial as I'm worried it will be. I know Brian Cranston was great in this film and people don't like Aaron, Aaron Taylor Johnson and um, what's the- Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth Olsen, thank you. In she film. was fine. They, they, were fine. they are fine. They did not do a bad job. It just, unfortunately, Brian Cranston is a particularly hot actor right now. People are really interested in what performances he's bringing to pieces. When you take him out of the equation, I mean, he, he wasn't even the focus to begin with. Godzilla is the focus of this movie. Yeah. Well, Apparently. Godzilla is meant to be the focus of this movie. Anyone else in their roles, I don't care what other actor you cast, weren't going to matter. 
It's that's, not their fault. That's true. It was it was a poor casting decision to have Brian Cranston in it, unless it was your intention to, to make two different films. Yeah, which it which it clearly would not have been. Like he was, people were putting him down, saying, "Oh, he should you know be Lex Luthor in the DC movies." Everyone was like fantasy casting yeah. Brian Cranston yeah. in these huge properties, and this is the franchise that got him, and they did this, and yeah. that was a lot of people were like, "Oh, shit, okay." But he was. Yeah. Fantastic in it. He yeah. played it beautifully. I mean, is this going to be like Star Wars? Like no one's actually ever really dead. <laughs> we oh, can hope. No. <laughs> Godzilla's no. got fucking like bring you back from death ability now. So he's back. <laughs> Surprise, was bitches. Just, he was just sleeping. <laughs> yeah. He's just having a, a Godzilla nap. But he's, he's sleep. Exactly. <laughs> he, he, he really is a, a fantastic actor. And, and like in the, in, in the first 10 minutes... You know uh, the scene where his wife, you know, he's being separated from her, and he's saying, great opening as well. My God, did I feel that? Mm. Mm. You know, just really gets you. He, yeah. I mean, he excels it completely. He's he's terrific, absolutely terrific. And then he dies, and the whole thing, yeah. just sort of all that, all that um, Good emotional, is, yeah, and, yeah, and it just evaporates away, and it becomes a, a chase movie essentially. Yeah. Ken Watanabe, I love that actor. I've yeah, only, yeah, he's I've admit, I first saw him in. Um, Inception. I wasn't familiar with his work prior to that. Not Last Samurai. I haven't seen The Last Samurai. Oh, it's he good. was also in Batman Begins. So I, don't, I guess I would have seen him there first. But he had a very minor role in Batman Begins. But yeah, he's really good, and I'm yeah. really happy. He. I think he's coming back in the next movie too, in King of Monsters. Yeah. So he's good. I, he's like Cranston. I think he brings. I, I hate using this word, but he brings a lot of like gravitas to his role. Like sort he of has legitimacy. This, yes. Yeah. Which nothing. Once again, nothing against the two leads of this film. Fine actors. They don't have that. They just don't have that commanding presence on screen, I think we talked about it uh, during our Get Out review and where Stephen Root just appears in the middle of it. He plays the blind guy. Oh, the one that I thought was Rip Torn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sorry. Oh, you mean Rip Torn? There you we go. So I'm on, I'm... Um, he too sort of just brings in immediate legitimacy. Yeah. When you see him, you know whatever... You, you, you take the cues from the movie from his acting. Like in, in Idiocracy... Mm. He plays that wild judge and he fits the tone for the whole movie perfectly in Get Out. He fits it perfectly. Everything he does, office space, you know, when yeah. he's playing, um, oh God, it's not Herbert, it's not Stanley, don't, whatever. Don't give me the names yet. Whatever his name is. Um, I was going to say. Um, he just, it just matches the tone of the movie absolutely perfectly and Cranston nails it in this one. There's certain actors that they will just take you with that. Yeah. For me, John Goodman. Yes, oh, as well, yeah. yeah. Ah, who appears in. Skull Island. Yes. Ne- next week or whenever we're doing it. I was going to say Jeremy Irons, but he's also done a lot of trash. But when he's in a. <laughs> but if Jeremy Irons <laughs> wants to be there, he is also. He has that great yes. feel to him. Like, yep. great casting when he was like. He was put as Alfred in, for Batman and the new yep. ones. Terrible films around it, but he was at least convincing. Like, oh, very much so. Certain yeah. people can just do it, and Cranston's one of them. But yeah, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, is no one going to talk about the fact that him and Scarlet Witch are sisters in Marvel and they're fucking in this film and that weird Game of Thrones? Nothing? No one's going to. <laughs> I'm done with my point. That was it. <laughs> oh. What do you like, Al? Um, yeah. Yeah. I know. That's about it. Um, Atomic Breath. Why? That's so good. <laughs> he, he, broke, he ripped his fucking head open and just shot him down. That is so cool. What is wrong with you people? It's a it's a giant monster movie. Don't you want to see monsters destroy things? I just don't care. I'm I'm really sorry. Like it just none of this. 
grabs my attention. Like I get turned off really quickly if a movie's action goes on too long. Eleven minutes of it did not do that for me in this movie. <laughs> That's a, I was but it's ready not, for some. But it's not just eleven minutes of action. Like uh, Joe, Brian Cranston's character, he dies, and then the rest of the film is just an action sequence, just an uncut action mm. sequence from from then on. I'm talking about the Godzilla stuff though. I just no, the no, I know what you're saying, but there's just no meaning or anything behind it. You don't care whether Godzilla wins. You know he's going to win. Like oh, there's, yeah, there's yeah. no doubt that he's going to win. So there's no, there's no tension throughout the whole film. It's just, it's just an action shot. But like, you could say that about like 99% of every action film. You know the antagonist is going to win. You anticipate that they will. Yep. Yes, I will, I will concede that. But I, I just don't feel it in this one. Like there's, there's absolutely no tension in, but the anything, in cool, anything right? that happens. This, I, I'm clinging to this one thing because it's all it's, this film really has going for yeah, apart from Cranston's performance. Is no, it's Godzilla's cool. cool. That's it. It's cool when it happens. And yes... This belongs in the good section because the visuals are stunning. It does look fantastic and the action sequences are pretty ingenious. And fan- It's just the rest of the film drags it down so much that you end up not enjoying any of it. I didn't anyway. I have one final good point. The dog escaped. <laughs> as badly as it looked, but he did Boomer escape. Boomer will live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> All right, we can start the bad then. Houston, we have a problem. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. You are tearing me apart, Lisa. I've fallen, and I can't get up. I can't believe you've done this. Please kick us off. It's too long. Um, <laughs> it feels so long. Yeah. I I watched this uh, a couple of years ago, maybe. Um, I regretted my decision then, and then... <laughs> When I realized that we were watching it for this review. You're um, welcome. Full disclosure, I watched this at double speed this time. Yeah. Uh, and it was still too long <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um, I just, I'm not a fan. Like, like just, just, the, just the location changes alone. Like, yeah. the, it, it starts off in Japan, right? That's where, which that's was, where you've got the. Which was fine. I was on board. That's fine. That's fine. You've got the you've got the monster coming alive there. Godzilla is somewhere else, wherever he happens to be. But you've got the monster coming alive, and then it migrates to Hawaii for some reason, and so everybody goes off to Hawaii to fight this thing. And then from Hawaii, this thing moves on to San Francisco, so everybody hops on a plane again and goes from from Hawaii to San Francisco. Yeah. Just why? If you want to sit in San Francisco, just. Make it all happen there. Why bother with the whole Hawaii uh, sequence? Yeah, and I think they were just showing the pathway it took. I guess I don't know. There are lots of islands in between Hawaii and Japan. Yeah, along the way. If, if, I mean, if, if it had gone thing, the bad way, Australia. <laughs> but yeah, but why did it? I mean, even even just the reasoning. Why did it end up in San Francisco? Why did shoot for Hawaii? Mm. If you're going to terrorize, you know, places. You know, there, not only is Japan fertile ground, but the rest of Southeast Asia is much closer. I can actually legitimately give a reason to why I went to Hawaii. Yes. They're after nukes. There's the huge military base in Hawaii because it's like the furthest corner. Like legitimately, in narrative, there is an actual reason that these things that are trying to eat radiation would go to Hawaii. As for San Francisco, uh, no reason there. But I can, I can, I can justify one of them. <laughs> Bridge. <laughs> The bridge. It's like, there yeah. is, oh, it's going to be fun to break. The, there, yeah. are no, there are no ICBMs stored in Hawaii. They're all very much deep in mainland USA. Wouldn't they put them on the edge too so they have further range? There are, no, I mean, there, there are subs that have nuclear missiles on them. Mm. But if they're going for quantity, 
you need to go for those. But, or, but I mean, that's in the their pathway. I mean, or for the like, stocks in Kazakhstan and wherever else Russia keeps their nukes yeah. and Chinese nukes, and they have nuclear power there. And in the latest trailer for the new movie Godzilla: King of Monsters, they state that they are seventeen and counting known of these monsters. Okay, fine. That's that's fine. Okay, so they go to Hawaii and try and get the get the nukes yeah. there. Then why San Francisco after that? Bridge. That's what I mean. The, yeah. the so, thing, I can't just about San Francisco. No, there are great, great scenes that have been invented for this, but the whole movie is kind of strung together to show action sequences rather than tell an interesting story. And it all mm. falls... It, every, every achievement that the film makes is just dragged down by this poor story mm. yeah no I agree agreed and it just the whole film just drags on mm-hmm. right? I, there's, it, like, some would say it was a dragon <laughs> it's more of an iguana when you think about it well no I, okay Cranston Bearded. dies Cranston dies and then there's this um, this new storyline of let's let's hunt this thing and you kind of get it okay if if we're going to accept that uh, Cranston died as a, as a result of these monsters then we're going to get revenge on it Fine, and, and then we get and then we go after it, but then they're just chasing it. They never catch up with it until they get to San Francisco. Mm. So if if that's all you're going to do, and you're still going to show this big finale in San, just go there. Mm. Just stop with all the chasing in the middle. We don't care about that because nothing happens. It's just yeah. a, it, it's just about um, establishing that that Ford uh, Brody cares because he tries to get the kid back to to the parents when they're separated because mm. of the emergency or whatever. Oh, you, the, the, that the, the, scene I have problems with. <laughs> the fact that he gets him inside as like the shelter thing is closing yeah, yeah. and you just see like... You know you know what's going to happen. A yeah. glimpse of Godzilla yeah. and it shuts. And I was like, okay, so now we cut yeah. to out. Oh, no, we're moving. Just no, going to change scenes. That's it. Yeah. So it's all it's, it's all just done for... Oh, you know, it's like, it's like they created the movie based on... Uh, um, uh, a set of uh, a wish list of scenes they like to include, and instead of writing a story, they just went, "Yep, let's have all these scenes. They're really cool. We can film it. <laughs> we'll cut it together. That's, yeah, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll capture it in the edit. That's yeah. fine." You joke. There's actually a very famous story about the filming of Mission Impossible Two, right? Um, where they did not have a script, and they started Are you filming because they were given these. I, I, I think it was. I think it was handed down by the studio to, I think it was John oh, Woo. The producer did. had these ideas for scenes. We want a motorcycle chase onto a train. We want this, we want this, we want this. And mm. I, th- I, it might not have been John Woo that actually got the picture. I'll double check that. But yeah, they had started filming prior to a script and then had to like patch it. And Mission Bloody Impossible hell. 2 is famously an inconsistent film. Um, right. <laughs> I will, I'll double check that one. But like, yeah, we, we joke that it's, it's like he did this, this and this, but like, you know what? That's happened. So... And I wouldn't be surprised. That's the, that's exactly the result. It that, was that John Wu. I did a that? film memory thing right. <laughs> you get better, Sam. I'll see if I can find my actual the actual fact like in in reference. But please continue <laughs> in the in the meantime. Um, what else did we not like? I found it really unbelievable that on the bridge scene, when there's an evacuation, that a bus driver would ever say the word please to a bunch of screaming children. That was very unrealistic. Oh. <laughs> Personal experience. <laughs> no, makes sense. I found just it took me out of the movie straight away. No, I can't. I can't. I can't buy into this anymore. <laughs> I found it very unbelievable that with all the armed forces there, that the bus driver would even try right? to continue. <laughs> just shut like, up, kids, please! I need to hear what this armed man yeah, is yelling at me. Yeah. <laughs> 
and clearly giving me some very specific instructions. Like there were there were hundreds of buses trying to cross that bridge, yeah. and that one with the protagonist's kid yeah. on the bus just happened yeah. to make it through. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, everything is just, done. Everything is done for the sake of the movie rather than yeah. telling an interesting story. Like why yeah. didn't why didn't like a, a a helicopter come down and like clip like pick it up? That would have been more believable. <laughs> than you know, it, than like, it being the only bus to make it across. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. just do something yeah. else. And all the tension just dissolves away. Why don't they have you know? a tunnel? Well, it's expensive to build tunnels. It's That's why they have the bridge. They should have both. But why are they? Yeah. Why are they evacuating? I don't. Why are they taking yeah. the bridge in an evacuation? Yeah. Just go anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> than, a, than a vulnerable spot. Go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> These monsters yeah. are swimming in the water. Don't go above the water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was right. They. They. He was the director. Was handed a bunch of scenes prior to the script. Wow. Or the sorry, or the script writer was handed a bunch of scenes and just include and, that. Yeah, yeah, these must be in the film handed to them. I was like to say, I, I, this, this what you're saying sounded vaguely horrifying and yeah. familiar. Yeah, yeah, wouldn't oh. be surprised though. No. Include a, a a scene where a bus is going over a bridge <laughs> and it needs to get across. Yeah, yeah. Well, my entire well, movie we've got set underwater. Yeah. <laughs> That's your problem, oh, buddy. Oh. <laughs> like, this is Kevin Costner's Waterworld. Yeah, you must include a scene with a bus over a bridge. Like, oh, too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Any more bad? Uh, the rest of it. Um, moving on. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Verdict. Yeah, verdict. But to be the man, you got to beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here. I'm the man. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Slap it on with the might of Zeus. This movie was just fine, but you can watch 11 minutes of Godzilla on YouTube and that's the way to do it. Um, no, there are some really good things in this movie and some pretty bad things in this movie, but oh, I don't want to say, it wasn't, no, no, there aren't bad things for me. This movie is good in parts and just so <laughs> eh in others. And it's hard for me to stand, sit here and say, 11 minutes is worth the two and a half hour to slog to get through. It is not their ba- their job of teasing Godzilla prior to giving us Godzilla was not done well enough. This is not Jaws. Unfortunately, it's not done to that level where you can tease the shark for so long that the payoff means something. It was just frustrating from that sense. But the Godzilla stuff was done well. And it's weird. This is technically one of the better made Godzilla films, but it's not one of the best Godzilla films and I'm not going to stand by it. But I'm still very excited for the sequel because if they're going more into the action, that's for me. When I see Godzilla, I want to see him do Godzilla things, which is <laughs> atomic breath and fighting and pun- you know, all that scrapping. I want to see that. Flying and... Godzilla doesn't fly, crops. but King Ghidorah flies and Rodan flies. Actually, King Ghidorah doesn't fly, but Rodan no, flies. I don't think you kept up. He's got all the powers. That's Superman. No, it, Godzilla is Superman. Oh. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, Monster movies always descend into an extravagance of visuals and sound. They always look fantastic, they always sound interesting, but in this case, it just wasn't enough to carry the rest of the film, which sank it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, you're not wrong. That's it. I, I found it incredibly boring after Brian Cranston's character died. That's true. Uh, after Joe dies, there's no personal connection anymore, it just becomes a hunting story, and it's 
boring as hell. Actually, even just from, we didn't specify, but even just from a filmmaking point of view, focusing so heavily on Brian Cranston's character for that forty, it was good to then kill him and dismiss it entirely. Yeah, is such a weird mistake to make. Like, imagine watching the Lord of the Rings and you've been following Frodo for two movies, and we start movie three with killing him, and now Pippin's the lead. Like, why? Sure, I, I don't think- mind Pippin, but why did you waste my time? Focusing so heavily on someone that in the yeah. end didn't matter. Like, that's a I, bad choice. I think you hit it with the point about casting that in another actor's hand, um, we would have just treated uh, Joe as an origin thing for, for Ford. Yeah. And, and we would have dismissed it just as easily as the rest of the film. Maybe that, that would have been enough. But Cranston just overshadows everything so intensely that, uh, mm. that the rest of the film just is lacklustre. In, in wrestling shows, you want the first opening match to be really exciting to get the crowd you know, all pumped up. And every now and then you want to have a little bit of a lull match. The crowd can regain their energy and have a good time for the next match. Not to bore them, but just to reset their expectations, lower them and calm them down so they have a bit more energy to go. This film sucks up all your energy with a really big (laughs) opening and some great acting by Brian Cranston. They should have said, mate, you're just the curtain puller. Excite the crowd, but don't make them fall in love with you. And one they of fell, the, they fell in love yeah. with them, so it's ruined. <laughs> one of the one of the rules for stand up for good stand up is finish with your best joke, but open with your second best joke. Yeah. So you don't want to open with your best joke because then no, you don't have anywhere to go after that. And that's what they did here. They opened with their best character, their best performance, their best story, and then mm-hmm. went nowhere. Yep. So when I say eleven minutes of good, I was incorrect. But it's about fifty minutes of good if you count Karen's performance yeah, and sure. then the Godzilla itself. But yeah. Sorry, Alex. Um, this movie was a big lizard poo. <laughs> and I will not watch it again. Because Godzilla even is... At, even at quadruple speed? Even, tempting, even, but even, no. even if I get it on the screen and just slide that bar across as quickly as I can, not, not interested. No. <laughs> because Godzilla eats radiation. Oh, Godzilla eats radiation now too. They all do. All the mudos, all, all the big boys do. <laughs> Why wasn't he going after the nuke then? Because he was he's territorial. He was there to kill the intruders. Who's got a stash of nukes in his pimp cave as well? Ah, pimp cave. Yeah, pimp cave. So that's a hard no from you? That's a hard, hard. No, think of the hardest material ever. Um, okay, gross. That <laughs> plus a no. <laughs> um, now, I think we've kind of retired our versus segment for the last month and a half. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to say watch this space. Something is coming soon right here, but not today. No. <laughs> no. no. Uh, how about just a nice, cohesive, pitch. pleasant outro? No, That's how we can finish the show. Oh. After we give the verdicts, we can go, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Tip our hats, no, no, raise no, no, our no. glasses, and play a nice sequence of music. Not gimmicky music, just a nice outro music specifically tailored for this show. Well, before we do that, though, where do you find us? Go to Facebook slash uh, Second Take. You will find us there. (laughs) You can find us on Instagram at Second Take Podcast. Or if you live in the future, you can tweet us at Second Take TNC. I'm very excited about our Instagram because Alex has recently taken over it. And what have you been doing with our Instagram lately, Alex? You can find a picture of yogurt. You can find pictures of yogurt on our Instagram. Our movie podcast Instagram. I think it's very important to mention that if you... Don't regularly listen to our variety hours. Which you should be. They're much better than this. <laughs> our, our show is, this is, this is the curtain jerker for the variety hour on Wednesday. 
That's right. The variety, the variety hour you definitely should not miss. Uh, it was it was exceptional. It was tremendous. We as just, Seb would say, we should probably just. I would never say that. Just highlight the one with the yogurt. Um, <laughs> would you say that Godzilla is tremendous? Yeah, he's a really big lizard. <laughs> he is exactly tremendous. But we I, have, I didn't think he's tremendous though. He's pretty fucking big. It just doesn't do that that much good. He breaks a lot of stuff. Okay, but I'm talking about in scale, he is tremendous. Yeah, I guess he has scales. Lizards don't have scales. Okay. But we have a we, we have a website, secondtakepodcast.com. We have three years of backlog of film reviews, variety hours, debate shows, just a whole show where we fucking rip on celebrities for some reason for like 15 minutes. <laughs> like there's so much weird stuff, but it's all there if it's not on your iTunes feed or whatever the hell you're listening to it on. And you can email us at secondtakepodcast at gmail.com to tell Alex that lizards don't have scales. I think. I say that like an authority. I'm not sure. But I don't think they have scales. Like, do snakes have scales? Oh. And aren't snakes basically legful lizards? Legful lizards. Or legless lizards. I got that the wrong way around. Do lizards have is it scales on their skin? Is it scales? I don't know. Think, that's interesting. Is it? Yeah. They're like yeah. they're like did you know lizards are like the lizards of the sea? God, if only there was some sort of comprehensive compendium of knowledge, you know, easily Doesn't, accessible from any point in the planet. Don't dragons have scales? <laughs> dragons do, but they're not real. Either is Goodbye, God. thank you, everybody. Do lizards have scales? No, not a cloaca. Don't search that. <laughs>